everybody, and welcome back to Send News, the Inside Gaming podcast where we talk all about video games. I'm Brian Gar, your host. I'm Patrick. I'm Caden. And I'm Evan, back again. All right, we got a lot to talk about. First off, breaking news. Well, at least of at least as of when we're recording this, The Last of Us 2 delayed indefinitely. Uh, this just came out. They made the announcement probably because of uh, coronavirus. Uh, SIE, PlayStation tweeted this out. SIE has made the difficult decision to delay the launch of The Last of Us Part 2 and... Not to be left out, Marvel's Iron Man VR until further notice. <laughs> Logistically, the global crisis is preventing us from providing the launch experience our players deserve. So that's huge. Those, uh, well, not those. The Last of Us 2, uh, one of the year's most anticipated games. So what does everybody think? I think it's a smart move, honestly. I, it makes a lot of sense. There's not a, a lot of reason to release in this window. There's a lot of production issues that can go into it. I also don't necessarily believe the game is completely done at the moment. But then there's this whole thing of, like, The Last of Us is about a, you know, as a pandemic, it's a, it's the end of the world. Maybe not the best time to release something like this. So I kind of get it. I have a feeling it's almost 100% that the game is just not done and they are not in a position where they are able to get it done with people working from home. Totally. And just the way game development works, it's always good to have more time to work on something anyway. And I mean, given that last, uh, that, that Schreier expose on the situation at Naughty Dog in terms of turnover and uh, them just having issues with like junior devs coming in and filling senior positions, yeah, who knows what the state of that game is. And yeah, I, I'm willing to, I, I'm more inclined to agree with what, what you're saying here, Patrick. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of, you know, reasons that they could, like, yeah, there's marketing stuff that could be a potential thing or they're, they just feel weird about putting out a game that's about something that's, you know, could kind of be seen as related to what's happening right now. But I really, really think that's, that is the main thing is just that they cannot finish the game. Yeah, oh, totally. Last of Us Part Two was had been previously delayed till May 29th, so a little less than two months away. Uh, so that that definitely would indicate they still had some final work. I mean, they ha it's not like they announced it had gone gold or anything. So you can assume they might have been crunching this. This might have just been yeah a convenient excuse to say hey, this is just not the right time. Uh, Although I, plenty of other games are still releasing and have released, Half-Life Alex just came out, and mm -hmm. obviously Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal, but but you've got to assume those are already done and in the can. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. It it is definitely um, understandable if they still had more work to do, and you can't exactly gather a bunch of devs in a studio. I mean, you can, but it's not uh, very moral, I guess. Right yeah. yeah, and from other <laughs> stories sure. and tweets I've been seeing around about Sony handling coronavirus, they've been really positive. Uh, I saw some workers uh, that that work at Sony just saying, like, this has been a, a good experience for them in terms of uh, just Sony kind of handling business and, and enforcing, you know, work from home stuff, things like that. That's uh, good. Yeah, yeah, that's so, awesome. So, yeah, and also, yeah, it comes out of, I think someone mentioned that the game hadn't gone gold yet, but those four months leading up to going gold are super crunch time, and they're definitely in that now, and if everybody has to go home and work, 
um, you know, it can be done, but it is quite a big wrench to throw in a production like that, I'm sure. Well, not only yeah, that, it but look at, the, more difficult. look at the stuff we're dealing with where, like, for some reason, <laughs> half the people in L.A. have a 0.2 megabyte upload speed all of a sudden. Yeah, so, and like, we're just trading audio and video, right? Right, we're not, yeah, not yes. like, 3D <laughs> models and, you know. Yeah, giant files. We're not yeah. animating, Yeah. Yeah, I, I, uh, does anybody have a guess as to when this might come out? Is, is this just a thing where they'll, they'll delay it to the summer or sort of whenever this hellscape we live in lifts? I don't know. So I, I don't know. 2030. I don't know. I mean, maybe the, the logical thing to do is make this a PS5 launch title whenever the PS5 launches now, if that ends up getting delayed. I mean, having the last... It is definitely game. getting delayed. Yes. This if is you, not I mean, the last. Yeah, Cyberpunk's going to be delayed, the PS5, the Xbox Series X, at least that's my guess, unless this all clears up in a month, which, it, which I don't think it will. Yeah. <laughs> but this could be a Breath of the Wild situation where it's like, yes, you could have it on that old console, but why not have it on this brand new consoles? Because, you know, the Breath of the Wild was on the Wii U, but I picked it up on the Switch, and I will absolutely pick up The Last of Us 2 on the PS5 over the PS4, given the, the opportunity to, if they release at the same time. Yeah, Breath of the Wild was a good kind of cross-gen title because of that. And and some people think that it was, yeah, it had, it had been done but that they held it back for the Switch, which makes perfect sense mm-hmm. because it was a great launch title. And But if you still had a Wii U, it made it worth it because at least you got to play Breath of the Wild on it. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's a bummer, but it's certainly understandable given how awful things are and, and just how so many things are grinding to a halt. We just had a jobs report in the U.S. and what, like 6 million people filed yeah, jobless can't yeah. claim so it's just million, i think yeah yeah it's 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 insane yep. i mean we're we're looking at a, at the very least a major recession so um i don't know but on the on the other hand and to play devil's advocate lots of people are playing video games right now it might not be the worst time to release a game in this window as animal crossing has shown although Maybe not the best time to release a game about a zombie apocalypse worldwide pandemic type game. Well, I yeah, don't know. Sorry. I mean, Resident sorry Evil 3 is coming Evil out. 3. <laughs> yeah. And Resident you know what? Resident Evil 3 is just right there, yeah. I mean, I know the reviews on that have been mixed, but it's going to it's gonna kill in sales. Yeah. I. We, we have a review coming out, and I think, like, we talk about it in an upcoming video feature, too. Uh, just about the, the discrepancy between people who are saying that, you know, they don't like it, but but it averaged out to like an 80 on Metacritic, so it's not that bad. Also, hey, Xenoblade Chronicles for the Switch now has that full release date all to itself because right. The Last of Us 2 backed down, apparently. Yep. But, when but, is that coming out? I thought it was like May 29th May or 29th, which was yeah. the exact same day as The Last of Us 2, but you know what? Two oncoming trains, one had to turn, and it was The Last of Us. <laughs> Going back to what you were saying, Brian, about it being a good window, I don't know, because think about the um, the limits that are kind of happening at the retail level and hardware for, like, getting a Switch or whatever. When supplies run out, Animal Crossing is definitely a console mover, right? I've had multiple friends who don't really play a lot of games saying that they wanted to pick up a Switch just to play Animals. Uh, too Animal bad. Too bad they have three <laughs> years. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think Last of Us 2 could definitely be that for PlayStation 4s. They just, I think there wasn't there a price cut on the on one of the models or something and and it definitely that's a game that could move consoles right i mean they they did it with the first last of us they had a yeah that that was a launch title for ps4 and it came out 
or it came out a few months later on PS4, but it was a PS3 title initially. Yeah, but then you get those people who start like buying a couple of them and start scalping them for like ridiculous prices, which is exactly what we're seeing with the Switch right now. People just oh, yeah. buy a bunch of them. And well, yeah, I mean, there's there's always going to be that. I, I but I think you could, and and I agree about physical sales, but I, I think with with a lot of people, a sizable amount buying it digitally, I, I still think it would mm-hmm. be viable. But I, which I think leads more credence to the idea of it just wasn't done yet. And it Mm -hmm. might've been far enough away from being done to where they just said, you know what, we're just going to, we're just going to push pause and, and hold off on this. It's one of those games. I think that, that name, the last of us is big enough and the anticipation's big enough to where it can, it'll command attention. Like whenever it releases. Oh, for sure. sure. And they're still working on it. It's just yeah. they probably oh, yeah. have so many limitations with working from home that they don't. They realized that oh, we can't hit this date, so we'll just we're gonna keep working on it at whatever yep. pace we can. And That's then, regardless of of what what reason behind it, delaying it at this point in, in time, it kind of just makes sense. If they weren't done with it, if they keep having issues with everybody working from home, if they just don't feel comfortable releasing it during you know what's going on right now, all those reasons are really good reasons not to release the game right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's other things to consider too. Like, I mean, people have to play test these games, which mm. I'm sure they're not super thrilled about letting people download The Last of Us Two <laughs> yeah, to their no personal kidding. PS4. You know, right. uh, who took the dev in their kids? home That's where the they live with 40 roommates or whatever? So, I mean, I don't, I don't know if that plays into it at all, but it's something to think about. <laughs> I, I do just wonder if this is a sign of more to come in 2020 and just being like a wasteland when it when it comes to games. Obviously, there's bigger concerns here. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, video games are a minor part of it. But I, I do think, like I said, I don't think this is the last game we're going to see affected by this. And, and the longer this goes, I, I think you know who knows it, it could just be a disaster i don't know but all right let's move on let's talk about gearbox randy pitchford and borderlands 3 oh, no. there was big news <laughs> oh, yeah god this month uh this month this week uh coming from kotaku uh credit where credit is due broke the story about uh the devs who worked on borderlands 3 got some bad news this week from ceo randy pitchford Essentially saying, yeah, those bonuses we promise you, they're not going to be as big as we said, and they're, they're not going to be very big at all. That's a big deal at Gearbox because apparently their salaries are sort of less than the industry average, but they promise, they, they got promises from management that basically they would make up for it by getting a big bonus off the game. Some of them said it was as much as six figures, so that's massive. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Pitchford said, yeah, they're not going to be anywhere near that big. And then apparently he said, if you don't like it, you can just quit, which is cool. not the way you cool deal with employees. Oh. Yeah. Fuck and then, and yeah, then we won't pay you at all. That's right. I can't believe it. That's awful. Uh, not really surprising uh, from, from, from what I see going on, but man, what a, what a really huge blow to everybody right now at Gearbox. I mean, this is the worst possible news for everybody working there at the worst possible time. And how yep. do you how do you justify something like that when the sales for Borderlands 3 were really good? It was like 5 million copies or something, yeah, Eight. at least. Well, 
Oh, okay. at, least, at the yeah. end of, at the end of last year, it was almost eight. So yeah, it was, it was a lot. But then they claimed it cost more than they thought, and and so, you know, uh, who knows? But but this is um, huh, there's a lot of lessons here. Don't count on a bonus, some unspecified yeah. bonus, if that's what you're promised. First Don't of all. pay your employees less than industry standard. Isn't that right. a really good lesson? Like holy shit, come on. I just in general, it's I, I mean, I, like all of the blame obviously goes at the the upper management here, and obviously Randy Pitchford here. It's like you can't be promising your employees something, especially monetary gain, and, and taking that away. Like you have to take care of the people that are making your game, that are making your products. Like without them, you wouldn't even have what you have. You wouldn't even have sold those eight million copies. So it's like, what are you doing? How can you disrespect people you work with so so much? Especially like it's just why would you promise that? Yeah. Why would you tell them they're going to make get six figure bonuses if you can just turn well, around think, and be like, nope. yeah, I, I think this is how Gearbox has done it in the past. And um, apparently on Borderlands 2, the bonuses were that big. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think they use that as a, you know, selling point for the studio and to get attract talent. But let's be honest, in any business, labor is the biggest cost. And this seems like kind of a crappy way that they did an end run around labor costs to keep keep them down. And but you know when you've dangled this carrot out in front of your employees that long, and they put in that many you know however many years it took to make this with the the promise of a big payoff at the end, and now the game's out. It did pretty well in sales. And then for them to just come back and say, psych, we were just kidding, uh, really, really crappy on Gearbox's part. And the industry is not that big. Or This is obviously going to get around. Well, it's, it's already out in the media. I, I wonder if this is going to hurt them in the future. It, it has to. I mean, they probably lost so. a customer in, in me. I, I like Borderlands games. I love the first one. I love the second one. I skipped some of the, the side ones. But I thought Borderlands 3 was an okay game, and I, I almost didn't buy it just because there is so much drama around Randy Pitchford and uh, right, the company practices right. and stuff. But at mm-hmm. this point, it's just like I can't keep throwing money at it, especially if <laughs> they're just going to treat their employees and stuff like this. I, I was probably going to pick up TLC and stuff, but I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm done. I'm can, can, video, can video <laughs> games have a fair trade sticker on them? Yeah. <laughs> There's Jesus something I, Christ. I, there's something I want to bring up here uh, in that uh, uh, Gearbox sent a statement to Kotaku afterwards. And one of the things they said is the talented Gearbox enjoys participation in the upside of our games. To our knowledge, the most generous royalty bonus system in AAA. Since this program began, Gearbox talent has earned over 100 million in royalty bonuses above and beyond traditional compensation. How much of that hundred million do you think went to the top brass, and how much of that do you think went to the actual people working on the game? Right. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how any of this corporate <laughs> garbage works. <laughs> well, and let's not forget uh, there was the allegation. I don't think this was ever confirmed, but in that lawsuit uh, war between them and their former counsel Wade Callender, that alleged that Pitchford gave himself like a twelve or thirteen million dollar advance bonus in, yeah. in advance basically a borderland three's profits so um it, it sounds like all the top people got paid and uh, as as is always the case yeah the people at the bottom get screwed 12 million dollar bonus before the game came out. i know Jeez. so goddamn that's much just, money 
that's so shitty. <sighs> and, and then the, the response, of course, is, I took a $12 million bonus. I'm sorry that you won't get your two or $3,000 bonus. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. is what it would... I mean, as much as they say, oh, look, it's a good bonus. It's like, we don't actually know the numbers. They're just saying it's a good bonus. But I mean, pitch for taking twelve million of that supposed of over one hundred million dollar royalty bonuses, that's not an well. But you have to money. You have to look at the wording there because it's not like they said a hundred million of that game. They said a hundred million dollars. I think like ever in the history. Oh, so yeah. we don't know how much. You know that could have been yeah. fifty cents on Borderlands Three. Well, then eat shit, Johnny Game Dev, because Randy Pitchford took it all. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, even a five-year-old knows the optics of that are bad. Like, you've just <laughs> taken so much, so much of the pie here. It's ridiculous. I, I, I don't know how he intended to, like, spin it in PR. It's not like people weren't going to find out, but... I, I think this is a, another example of just a reminder that your work is not your family. Um, they're there to, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're there to do a job and you have to take care of yourself and look out for number one because uh, don't don't leave yourself open to get just, geez, this is just straight up, I feel like exploited behavior on their part and even other devs Corey barlog he deleted the tweet but but said uh, who may got a war this is a shitty way to treat the people who made yep. your game so it, yep. it's even even by the standards of the gaming industry which is brutal and involves a lot of crunch a lot of extra hours a lot of being away from your family while you're working even under those situations <laughs> this is bad yeah yeah still bad Super ultra oh, good double bad. This is just awful. Can I still play Opposing Force? Is will my morality be intact if I play the Half Life expansions they made back in the day? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think I think <laughs> it's burning. I think it's totally fine. It's it's old enough that you you'll you'll get out scot free. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I don't know. I, I don't mean to make people feel bad or whatever, but sometimes you can't divorce this stuff from the the real world implications and. I don't know. Like, if you still want to play Gearbox games and you don't feel bad about it, like more power to you. But I think yeah, everybody has to make those choices for themselves, right? Yeah. This is this is kind of a thing with with uh, you know the internet and social media too. As we learn, you know, more about these companies uh, and and some of whom may or may not be. Uh, doing the most moral things yeah it is it's it's kind of like you have to consider the stuff now yeah it's like the borderlands 3 was a, a really fun game and all the people who were at the ground level making the game good did an amazing job and then you know of course the people at the top it's like well i made this it's it's this it's like hey i made this oh they take it and it's like i made this and they take all the credit for it just because they're the big name but you that's know, they right. didn't really yeah. do much of anything for it it's all the people who actually put the work into it. So appreciate that's the work right. that's put into it, not the big guy. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I feel like Borderlands 3 was okay. I, I, don't, I don't think it's the... I thought it, it, it was more Borderlands, which isn't bad. For sure, yeah. That's one of those. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's move on to talk about happier things. Mario turns 35, Ooh. at least the Super Mario series this year. <laughs> Bunch of games reported, nothing official, but a bunch of Mario games to be re-released on the Switch, mm-hmm. including some heavy hitters that people have been talking about for a while. The Super Mario dogs. Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, <gasps> a new Paper Mario, 
just like uh, things that everyone has been wanting for a long time. Yep. Um, Mario 64 coming to the Switch, possibly Mario Galaxy 2. So Nintendo's really going hard on this anniversary. Good. There's no <laughs> there's no reason that they shouldn't make all their old games playable on current systems because almost more than any other company, old Nintendo games still hold up in a, yeah, in a lot of ways. Right. There's oh, still sure. there's weird quality of life shit, but honestly, there's there's weird quality of life shit in modern Nintendo games that's just as bad as the old ones. So there's, there's also no reason they shouldn't charge you a premium to enjoy that privilege. <laughs> well, that's what oh they will. That's <laughs> what we were talking about. It's like I bet each yeah. one of these games is sixty dollars. Yeah, for you for you full price. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I actually uh, I actually did. Uh, there's a feature coming out this weekend about all of this and the implications of what this actually means. And one of the big things is that hey, you know, all of these games could have easily just been on a virtual console, but they just don't want to do that. So you know yeah. that they're just trying to re-release these as, as much as possible, and they're going to, you know, tie this to every big mainstay franchise, but anything that isn't big isn't going to get any of this. So, you know, right. you're probably not going to see an F-Zero, you know, because they've abandoned it. You know, you're, F-Zero's not going to get this treatment. It's You're going to see Mario and Zelda and Metroid and Kirby, but... I mean, other than that, you're really not going to see much of anybody else get these things, and they're just going to keep re-releasing these over and over again, and they're going to go into their further back catalog and get more and more of them with while ignoring those like more niche titles, and that's kind of yeah. shitty for video game preservation entirely. Well, and speaking of being shitty towards video game preservation, they also, so they killed the virtual console thing. They, you know, are kind of trickling out SNES and NES games on their online service, but then they also went after the the major ROM websites and shut them all down. Basically, I mean they sued them into the ground. So oh, yeah. anyone who stepped slightly out of line or became uh, more visible than not, uh, you definitely got the Nintendo banhammer thrown yeah. at them. Yeah. So there's just they don't want there to be any way to play these games other than to I guess buy a console for. God knows how much. And then some of those games are more expensive than the console now. And Not who knows if it's going to work. You can't get it repaired, really. I mean, there's local places that probably maybe someone knows how to do it. But, I mean, it's just like, I'm not going to pay $500 to, you know, play some old game. And Nintendo's not even seeing any of that money. So that's, you yeah. know. But. And again, to your, to your point, it's like, you know, these discs and these cartridges, they can only last so long yeah. without, like, actually losing data. And it's like, okay, well, that data's just gone from this cartridge. And once the last cartridge goes, there goes the game. Yeah. Poof. Yep. Yeah, it's, um, they have said, though, that these are more than just ports, or at least uh, that's according to some reports. I think The Verge said they're... they're they might be more like deluxe editions or, uh, you know, they're, they're looking at... So, I don't know. I don't know if it's like a full remaster or what. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hope... Think, that'd be so weird with Mario 64, because, like, every little thing about that game is iconic, you know? So, it's well, like... They did, they did do a remaster with, uh, with DS. Didn't people right. hate it? That's right. People actually sold really well, and it was oh, fairly it? well reviewed. It oh, just okay. had that shitty D-pad. Yeah. If it was you one put of those... an actual analog stick on that, then yeah. we're golden. Yeah, it, it was one of those early launch games too. For it wasn't it like you, you, there wasn't much to play in your DS at that point. I feel like yeah, everybody kind of just had to, everybody had that game. Everybody yeah. had that mm -hmm. game. If you had a DS, you had it. 
And I think it'd be cool if they did stuff like let you switch between the the low poly version of it and the uh, super updated poly yeah. version of it. That would be really really oh, yeah. cool. Do you guys have Mario games that you would like to see kind of re envisioned or, or re remade or even just like HDified? Paper Mario but- and Paper Mario Thousand Year Door, hands down. Okay. Uh, both of the gal- both of the galaxies I want to see, so I'm I'll be happy if that's true. Yeah. I would love a way to play the Game Boy, the old school Game Boy Marios. Oh, oh nice! Again, yeah. Mario Land. Yeah, those oh, are good. yeah. Those are good. Pretty underrated, and the soundtracks are wild. Yes. Six golden yes. coins is my jam. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The ant level or whatever. Yep. The tree sap. Oh golly, yeah. The oh, I'm sorry. Of Wario. Mm-hmm. It was okay. uh, it was Venture Beat that said they might be more than just uh, regular. Let's see, more than just ports. They also said that uh, a, a 3D World might get its own separate deluxe style release. There's also a chance that uh, they could all come. Most of them could come like packaged like a Super Mario All Star Two. Yeah, that's uh, also, right. So that's where right. they're all kind of in one compilation, or they release them all separately. The new Paper Mario, we don't know what it is. Uh, allegedly, if it's a return like sticker star. I'm going to be pissed. Allegedly, it's a return to the franchise's roots. So uh, that's that's all we know. But but yeah, it's it's definitely in keeping with them porting absolutely everything they can over to the switch which which makes sense yeah yeah the the two i would love to see uh, probably not alone in this and this one would never happen but super mario rpg uh love that game but also the the 3ds uh super mario 3d land that came out was really yes good pretty very amazing. good yeah. yep i liked it it'd be good to see those but yep even just like the initial diff the first uh new super mario brothers because they released the wii version on switch but they didn't release or no sorry they, they released the wii u version on switch but they haven't released the wii version of what right. game new super mario brothers oh yeah yeah that was good because i think i think the second one was maybe i'm wrong maybe they did they released the first one not the second one i don't i'm not 100 they released sure on that, new but. super mario u i think which was just the wii u version it was a different game i, I think, think that from- was yeah i think that was the second one yeah, think, uh, it's hard because they just sort of they named it slightly weird, rename everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm kind of expecting them to do is to go back further into their catalog because they, for the 25th anniversary, they re-released the Super Mario All Stars games mm-hmm. as a pack for the Wii, and they're probably just going to be like, "What if we just did this? Took that exact game, ported it to the Switch? That's sixty dollars. Then we'll take Super Mario 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, Galaxy 2." That's $60. Then Super Mario 3D World, we'll do that as $60. Then we'll do the DS games and the uh, 3DS games. Those will be $60 each. They're just going to start making bank just off of them. And that's just Mario. That's not even counting Zelda or anything else. I think that's a little generous. I, I can't see a Mario Galaxy or Mario Galaxy 2 coming out within a package with another game that's $60. Like Those are those are $60 on their own, probably. You I can think about that. Mario Kart 8 and some of the other ports from Wii U that got you know the whole new game treatment donkey kong and all that mario galaxy 2 is like a legacy game it's it's legendary in some ways so i can go onto my wii u right now buy it for 20 bucks oh really right now right now i did the whole write-up for everything if it was oh uh, right yeah if you did everything you end up being for all those games it would end up being about uh, 65 or 70 dollars if you bought everything on the wii u eShop. And that's guesstimating how yeah. much a GameCube game would cost, which would be between fifteen and twenty dollars for a GameCube game. Probably twenty because it would be Super Mario Sunshine, so it's a Mario game, so it'd be about seventy bucks. So it, there is a chance that they might actually release that whole pack 
for 60 bucks. There is yeah, a chance. Yeah, but those are, those are the Chevy old games, Caden. Come on. They don't have that new Switch polish on them. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Let's talk about something that's definitely coming out very soon, Star Citizen. Um, it is yeah. still raising money with no end in sight. They, they just announced that... Well, Kotaku Australia had a thing that said it is now raised over... $338 million US. That is insane. And they just picked so up money. another like 17 million bucks from some investors who are already existing. They just exercised some stock options. But this is already more than a, a game like GTA 5 cost to make. Um, it, it's approaching what it cost Avengers Endgame to make. It is, if there's one thing Star Citizen does well, it is raise money. My God. Well, and the thing yeah. about Avengers and GTA Five is they came out. Yeah, <laughs> that's the big one. They actually got made. This is those got is, released. Are we ever actually going to see this? Is this game real? Is this is this just like an elaborate trick? Is this is this their April Fool's joke? Just J.K. Everybody, Star Citizen never fucking existed. Honestly, no, it's it's real, but but I think it's. Uh, I don't know. I, I think they are making something, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's ever going to, especially that single player game or, or even the, even the MMO. Uh, I mean, they're promising just this vast sort of uh, system of, uh, I, it's, it, there's no way it's going to release as, as at least on the scale, uh, on the scope of what they promise. It, it would take us like four video features to break down yeah. everything that's going on <laughs> with that game. It's really complicated. And I know there's a lot of star citizens fans out there. They're making a game for an audience. There's, there's people out there that, that love what they're doing. It's just, it's just wild from the outside to see all this money dumping. And it's almost like a real world, uh, version of just like the ultimate fake it until you make it rule yeah. uh, where they're just investors see all this money going in and like, well, now's the time. And so it's just kind of like a giant snowball of, in, of investment and capital and, right. and crowdfunding. Right. It's, it's, it's a really interesting phenomenon. I don't know if we've ever seen anything like this in any other medium either. Like it doesn't exist in film or literature, obviously uh, the, uh, a studio would have shut it down. Yeah, at exactly. This point if, yeah. if they had been, but, but, there is no corporate overlord. It's Chris Adams running the thing. Uh, Chris Roberts, excuse me. Um, so I, I kind of subscribe to the theory of they're just burning through the money as fast as they pull it in. Mm -hmm. So I think there's just this need to constantly make more. I think they're actually just going to really send people to space and call it a video game because they've got <laughs> they have the money at this I mean, point. Yeah. Might as well, yeah. It's enough cash. <laughs> Uh, is anybody a Star Citizen backer? I know Gus is in Rooster Teeth, but uh, does anybody like these sort of space sim wing commander games? Because that's, I feel like that's their tradition they've tapped into, and I think mm -hmm. that's the fan that they are just monetizing heavily, to put it nicely. I'm a fan of them, but I, I never like subscribed to this like whole Star Citizen cult whole thing. I was just like, I was in the, the No Man's Sky Brigade, and uh, that turned out okay in the end, but I don't it know. Took a few, it took it, several years, though. It took a minute. It, they should have released that as early access, but I, have, I honestly couldn't even begin to fathom what is going on with Star Citizen, or if it will ever like release as intended, or how it will release at all. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah, I just don't know. It's a, it's, it's such a weird thing. And it, 
it was also kind of a product of its time because it came out in that 2011 time when like crowdfunding games was really popular. Yeah. And, it was still and, easy to trust Kickstarter at that point. Yeah, and the, yeah. the media was really picking up on those stories because uh, one of the guys who made Shovel Knight, they, they uh, uh, Kickstarter that too, and he said, we, we got lucky because, you know, we got a lot of media attention. A, a year later, that wouldn't have happened. And, and so I think Star Citizen benefited from that and then it but but it just has kept going year after year i mean we're like over seven years now and and the the most they've got is a an alpha of one of the it's split into two games and and uh, they've got a few planets and the 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 people who backed it will and like it will defend it but i i feel like for the vast majority of the people it's just kind of become this piece this joke yeah yeah, it's something I'd love to get into just because I'm just curious about games in general. But I think at the time when the Kickstarter launched, my feeling was I had already backed so many Kickstarter games that hadn't come out yet. I was like, well, let me just yes. save my money and see when this becomes, yeah. you know, more of a playable game, which it seems like it is now. But it's not kind of like you're saying it's, you know, it's two separate games. It's not a super clean cut package of, of like what you're actually getting yourself into. And it seems like a lot to kind of like bite off and try and chew when there's just so many other games out right now. I'm so curious how many people are actually working on this game. Oh, yeah. it's a lot. There's multiple yeah. like physical studios across the world, I think. That's so insane. It, it, this is definitely one of those, I <sighs> think. At this point, if you're interested in it, wait till it comes out, if or when it ever comes <laughs> out. Don't don't jump in now and back. It's, it's the same as, like, don't start a fantasy series that hasn't been finished yet. Yeah. Exactly. It worked out for even, Game of Thrones. It worked out. Did it really? Because I mean, they made no. it ton. <laughs> but he hasn't. He hasn't written them. It's right. not he over. Hasn't it's still finished. going. He's got two left. Right? Although he said he is writing more because of the coronavirus outbreak. It's uh, forced well, it kind him of forced to write him more. to do it now, right? Yeah, exactly. There you go. Uh, so yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Our last story: the World Health Organization has. Seemingly done an about face on video games. They were the ones telling us that uh, gaming addiction was a disorder. Uh, now they have gotten on board with uh, some of the other developers, some of the honestly the biggest uh, developers, basically in this uh, campaign to encourage gamers to wash their hands, encourage social distancing, and all that. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Pandemics so, make strange bedfellows. Yeah. So now they're crawling back to us, huh? After all this time, start ragging on all these gamers for so many years. Now you're coming to us for Animal Crossing. Well, maybe yep. we're just going to say no. My favorite was that <laughs> New York Times article that was like, it's okay to play video games. Yeah. yeah. No shit. It's, yeah, it's totally fine. It's a multi billion dollar industry. Get the hell out of here. Who the fuck are you no, talking about? Who's this for? Who are you talking it's to? It's for New York Times readers well, who, right. who look down on it. It's yeah. like, <laughs> it's, it's just, to them, it's just a step up from like watching pro wrestling or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's for everybody's Meemaw who still calls every console a Nintendo. There mm -hmm. you go. <laughs> but yeah, it's the, uh, the play apart together campaign. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a great name too. Yeah. So it's funny mainly because as you probably have heard, the world health organization has been a part of kind of demonizing games in the past, or at least I think kind of jumped the gun on uh, calling addiction or video game addiction, this kind of disorder. Whereas 
other groups. The American uh, Psychiatric Association have said it's way too early. There's not enough evidence for it. I do think games can be abused. I do think people can play too much to an unhealthy degree. But uh, it, it is funny how now they're seemingly fine with it. Yeah, I mean, to to your point, it's like everything can everything can be an addiction for somebody. Though right. I, I do agree that like there is the whole loot box thing, and there is that whole debacle between like introducing kids to gambling at a young age and encouraging it. And I definitely think that that is a huge issue. But just saying games as a blanket statement are addicting is just like yeah, I mean. Or classifying it as a mental health disorder. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Get out of here with this nonsense. It's um, it's recreation. It's the same way. I mean, there's been more than enough studies saying that it's like it activates parts of your brains, parts of your brain that like encourages you to do, you know, more social things and help you think outside the box and think creatively. That's right. Shit to counterpart all of those things that they're saying that, about it's like being a disorder or something, whatever. Yeah, it's I, I, I do think there's benefits that they're overlooking. Uh, yes, I do agree. But so can watching too much TV or, you know, uh, drinking too much. Uh, there's people who get addicted to exercise. I mean, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think I mean, this might be a little off base, but I think in terms of if you look at s- professional musicians or something and how much time they spend with a guitar behind a drum set or something, and I, I guess those are a little bit more active activities, but you would probably think that there's something wrong with those people too. If you're, you're spending like 30, 40, 50 hours a week practicing some instrument or something like those people are generally have like history has not treated them very kindly either. And I I don't know, video games kind of gets that, that stigma, but you know, when you hear like a grand concert pianist or something, perform something and it's different, I get it. But, but in terms of the time investment that it takes people to excel at things like that, I mean, we have esports, which is more similar, I guess, is where I'm kind of coming from where it takes people hours and hours hundreds of hours a lifetime to or half a lifetime to learn some of these games and be really really great at them um through kind of these repetitive motions and things it's it's just sucks it's always sucks the way that the outside world has kind of viewed video games i suppose i think a big part of it too is that like so say you spend you know yeah 80 100 however many hours a week just playing video games i mean if you were doing something else that you would probably be seen as like just very passionate or dedicated but video game say, yeah. video games are basically seen as a useless skill which i mean yeah <laughs> they are yeah but you know what there's no <laughs> but, sports going on right now so hey come on down exactly. to sports town yeah. and, I, I do and think with, i do think that that's a good point and i think some of that is generational too because yeah. like I, I definitely grew up playing games, but my parents who are, you know, baby boomers, so baby boomers and older, uh, the vast majority do not get it at all and do not like it. Well, and it does also, I mean, it does lead to a certain amount of kind of sedentary living, right? Yeah, Where you're sure. just sitting on your couch yeah, or your desk right. chair, not really like doing anything physical. Yep. So like, I, I understand some of the negative stigma Unless around you're it. Playing but Ring Fit Adventure or we Fit. There you go. Exactly. So uh, or, or Zumba or, you know, Just Dance or any of the other or games. DDR, or DDR, baby. Yeah. DDR, there you go. There's plenty of games out there that actually encourage you to get up and do stuff. Yeah. Or actually move. So there's, I mean, there's, there's, a, it's a huge, there's two sides to all of this particular thing. But it's an yeah, extremely I mean, broad spectrum for sure. Has it, has it, has it Ring Fit like sold out everywhere? Oh, yeah, I heard there's yeah. like a huge. So back onto that topic. Yep. They're scalping the hell out of Ring Fit. Yep. So like I was, I was going to buy it. 
stars. Yeah. I was I should buy it. I should but... sell mine. I don't use it at all. Yeah, it's Definitely. just sitting there. Hey, Brian, if you want to sell it to me, that'd be great. Yeah. I've been using Wii Fit again, and <laughs> it's not as great as Ring Fit Ring seems Fit, to be. Ring Fit's fun, yeah. Um, okay, let's move on to the question section from our mm-hmm. audience. Thank you for sending in your questions, as always. We love getting them. Um, I tried to mix it up a little bit because some of them... Uh, I'm, I'm starting to see repeats sort of like, what are we playing during the, during the quarantine? Um, I think we've seen that a few times. This one from Moogle boots. This is a good one. What is one game series that you've tried multiple times to get into, but just could not make yourself play more than an hour or two of mine would be monster hunter. I just don't see the allure of that game. I get that. I did not understand monster hunter until monster hunter world. Uh, what, what's everybody's uh, game or series? Mass Effect 1. I've tried probably five or oh, six Oh, that's times. a good one. Yep. I've tried five or six times, but as soon as I get to that ice planet and I start driving around, my brain just says, nope, can't do it, can't do it. And everybody keeps telling me to skip right to Mass Effect 2, but I really want to play the entire series. And, yeah. you know, I, I just can't get into one, and I want to bring all that knowledge and all that experience from the first game because I heard the writing is really good and the characters are great. I want to bring that into two, so I actually have a heartfelt connection to these people. It would also feel weird to, yeah, just jump into a second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, for me, I would say that uh, probably the biggest one is Final Fantasy. Oh, oh that is on. a big one. Yeah, that's kind of. How? But you're you? not a you're not a JRPG guy, though. We've had we've had this conversation. I yeah, think. but I mean, I've still tried. You know, it's part of like. Yeah. It's it's uh huge piece of like the gaming vocabulary you know to yeah. those games um right right so i have tried a couple times with a couple different games i've tried some of the older ones like the kind of top down ones i've tried uh i've tried 7 probably i haven't really tried any of the more modern ones but every time you know i i play like 30 minutes maybe to an hour and i just like <laughs> i I don't like this. So you watch the intro cutscene? Yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> no, I mean I've I've gotten like a you know I've gotten into like the actual gameplay and everything of it, but I just I can't I can't do it. Can't get into it. Yeah, That's I fair. feel you. Like, just JRPGs in general kind of have a large barrier. I think mine is similar mm-hmm. to yours, Patrick, in Xenogear Saga. I I originally loved the first Xenogears, but it just the whole opening and the, and the setup and everything for each Xenogear Saga game, like, I'll pick them up and I'll try to get through them, and it's just, like, after becoming a parent, my time is, like, so much more limited. So it's, like, I yeah. could just, like, jump into another game and, and, like, play through an entire game in, like, three or four hours, like, an indie thing or something that's real cool, or I could, like, try to spend another two hours with Xenogear Saga and get into it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, my, my barrier for playing games is usually... Like, I'll just sit through it, like, I'll grind through it, but I just don't have the time anymore. So sometimes it's, like, not by choice, it's just by kind of necessity or if we have to cover something or whatever, I need to play something else. Mm-hmm. You crushed my weeb heart with those answers, boys. You crushed <laughs> it. Would, I know. I know. My, mine, I know. too. My my poor little Dragon Quest Square Enix heart. Yeah. Uh, well, that's it, another one I, for me, yeah. Y'all should try the Final Fantasy VII remake, though, because I, I do think they tried to update that for at least or, or at least the demo because i think yeah. they tried to make that more action oriented mm-hmm. uh for casuals like yourselves <laughs> no I'm, I'm psyched about it i beat the first hey. final fantasy 7 like three times and just played it through yeah my problem with those games is that they don't respect my time all right <laughs> no they do not they do oh, not yeah, absolutely not 
Oh, you're uh, not you're not wrong, but I mean they don't have to respect your time. They are art forms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, geez, mine. Uh, I'm still thinking. I ha- oh, mine would definitely be all battle royale games. Just <laughs> all of them. I don't. I can't. I'm with you. I can't do it. I don't like them. I don't like queuing up and then jumping out of the plane, finding a spot, gathering, you know, my weapons and everything, and then just getting eliminated. I yep. don't like that kind of game. It's, it's, I've tried. It's over. It's it, not going to yep. happen. It might be Same. an old guy thing because queuing up gives me so much anxiety. I, I like those <laughs> games. You know, I'll, I'll play them and stuff, but I just. Waiting for a game to start or a match to start for a multiplayer stuff, I'm just like, I could just be playing another game right now. Like, that's even if true. It could be. Minutes. It could be a fuck you, dude, thing as well. Yeah, it's just. Uh, <laughs> oh, it, it gives I, me an, a lot. Of I really liked Apex Legends because I loved Titanfall and Titanfall Two so much, oh, yeah. and because mm-hmm. it was more of that type of gameplay, I forgave that like a little bit of. Oh wait, but. I couldn't get into Fortnite, I couldn't get into PUBG, and everybody mm. around me got into every single thing, and I'm just like, it's just not for me. Then Apex came out, and I'm just like, all right, that one is. That yeah, one's it's, mine. It's mm. great. Oh, that's good, yeah. All right, Caden, what's yours? Oh, I, I, I did, uh, mine was... Uh, mine was. Oh, uh, right, I'm Mass sorry, Mass, Mass Effect. Effect, yeah. All right, uh, moving on, this one from... Oh, my God, his name is Upside Down, Lucas Art. What game do you want to see a complete remake of, Resident Evil 2 style? I know I would love to see Batman Arkham Asylum. That's a that's a good uh, that's a good uh, choice right there. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VI. I think it <laughs> yeah. needs the absolutely tender loving care that it actually deserves. Or Final Fantasy IX. Final Fantasy VI or IX. They don't. There's not a lot of like anything around either of those games. I know there's a whole push for like. Do Final Fantasy eight after Final Fantasy seven? It's like don't forget about nine. If and everyone go talks about these. ten. Yeah, it gets nine yeah. just gets dumped on. Yeah. I loved nine, and nine and six were very like quintessential Final Fantasies for me. And I'd love to see them get some some major upgrades. And please, not like you did Secret of Mana. Please, <laughs> please. Oh. Yeah, I mean, Mana. The Trials of Mana thing is coming out soon. Is that that's, anything for that's you? That's a completely different thing. But the way they redid Secret of Mana, it was. It was laggy. It had mm. frame rate issues. It just did not look or play well, which is a shame because the original game is so good and the remake is so not. <laughs> yeah, what do I what would I want to see? The the main thing I would love to see, uh, I don't know. That's interesting. Huh. I I've always I mean, of stuff that hasn't released over here, Mother 3 Dragon Quest X. I, I don't even necessarily want to remake. I just want to see them over on the West. Yeah. So that's all I can really think of right now. Are there like, I know Dragon Quest X's an MMO, right? Yeah, it is, is. Yeah. Can you play the, are there like, there have to be people who have made those games, have like localized those games themselves, right? And Well, it's I mean, an MMO though, so that's too. tough. Well, but yeah, Mother yeah. 3 or whatever though? Uh, Mother I, 3 does have there a, been a fan translations. Action. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but geez, as far as like a game that would make like a good remake. Yeah. Some of those sort of mid tier final fantasies nine, I think would be a good, uh, candidate. Like they did a good job of, of, of updating like dragon quest seven and eight for the three DS. Those were, those were really good. There were, there were some problems, but 
but overall that was they were good final fantasy tactics maybe i don't know chrono oh, trigger a little bit of an update would be fun oh bring back chrono trigger i'll cry yeah <laughs> and chrono cross too i mean yeah. that would be awesome just all the good you know playstation one era uh, rpgs jrpgs and back just do all of those yeah brian and i are on the same wavelength yeah do you have, um, do you have i'll one, never Patrick? understand yeah i got one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I would love to see Demon Souls. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, good, yeah. good idea. Which I have heard uh, we might not have to wait too long. That that one might actually be happening. I don't know for sure, but there was like some stuff that kind of got leaked a little while ago. That not even leaked. I think it was a. Uh, and I want to was it it was either Blue Point or another one of those companies whose main business. I think is, it was Blue Point. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I think it was Blue Point. They're working on something bigger than they've ever done before. Yeah, and, they and like, I. They, yeah. they had a bunch of teas then they had like a video or something that teased like five different games and they were all like huge games i think metal gear solid was in there um yep demon souls i don't remember what else but I, i'd like to see that and then um i would really like knights of the old republic to get some love oh that's good and i mean it's weird because most of those games now like people will talk how they really want to play harry potter games again or like whatever lucas arts games but it's like that game in particular is was made by Bioware, who is now owned by EA, who also owns the Star Wars license. So it's not, right. there's no, I mean, I don't, I don't know this for sure because I'm not a lawyer, but it doesn't seem like it has the legal hurdles to jump through that like some of those other yeah, franchise games have. Yeah, if you're all owned by the same company, yeah. Right. So like, I feel like that's one that could potentially see something, um, but I don't, who knows. You know. I have oh, a I, weird ones. I, have a, I have a better answer now. Hold on. Let me <laughs> okay, let me come before I forget. <laughs> Go for it. The Metroid Prime trilogy for Dang Switch it, you took is, Hell yeah, yeah. is begging. That, I, right. I, I feel like that's something that would, would uh, still hold up perfectly today. And yeah. And yeah. With like Tying some modern controls. Earlier, they're definitely going to do it because, I mean, they updated the Metroid Prime trilogy for the Wii. Why not just port that shit right onto the Switch? Were the and controls <laughs> updated for the Wii version? Or, they were. They were all the motion controls. And they yeah, actually right, 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 really right. Well. Okay. They were pretty good, yeah. yeah. I, I have a weird one, which I, I don't know if it's... It'd just be a completely new game at this point, but do you, do you guys remember Blackthorn? It was like one of these early Blizzard games. And the no. whole reason it's awesome is because it, it's, it's just like a 2D side-scroller, but you have a shotgun, and you're, like, shooting orcs. It's super metal. Cool. Uh, but the, cool. Oh, yeah. the raddest part about that game is when you shoot the shotgun behind you, uh, the main character just holds it with one hand without looking. Reaches <laughs> That's behind awesome. him and pulls a trigger, and it's so <laughs> sick. It's one of the most satisfying animations of all time. And I'd just love, to, I'd just love for more people to see that or experience it in some modern way or form. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that and... Uh, yeah, I think a Metroid Prime is a really, really good one. And uh, honestly, Caden, Mass Effect. I'd love to see Mass Effect get kind of retooled. Yeah, maybe, and, and maybe made. if they fix those stupid driving controls, I can finally beat the first. Yeah, people <laughs> hate the moon. <laughs> and probably. actually care yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Those I, are my two anyway. It would be nice if we had like a, a rock bandish or guitar hero game right now, just for these quarantine yeah. times we live. I can, I know, I know their time kind of burned brightly and is over now, but, but I find myself kind of missing a, a group game like that. Yeah. There is Twitch karaoke. That is, you can stream yourself singing karaoke on Twitch and they have very close proximity, you know, parody songs where it kind of sounds like the lion King song, but not quite. God. Oh, nice. Um, okay, let's see. Let's move on. 
Um, this one from Aiden Kelly. You guys have talked a lot about your gaming backlogs, but do you have movie slash TV backlogs? Um, wow. Okay. I, I'm watching the Tiger Show on Netflix right now. The, the guy <laughs> with the tiger. Yeah. Very enjoyable. Yep. And on deck, I need to watch Parasite and Uncut Gems. So those are mine. Those are both good. Um, trying to think. Uh, TV, I can't really think of anything right now off the top of my head that I'm like dying to. Oh, uh, no, you know what it is? Uh, I have to finish Deep Space Nine and then watch Voyager. There you go. I got that. That's my my backlog. I'm like halfway through Deep Space Nine. And then I got like a job that actually forced me to work. So I had to stop watching that on the job. And then never (laughs) watched Voyager. But uh, I've seen all the other Star Trek stuff. So that's that's my TV backlog. As far as movies go, um, there's a lot of like pretentious, artsy, old stuff that I... It's like, you know, when I sit down to watch a movie, I enjoy that. I do like that kind of thing, but like at the end of the day, you know, I just want to watch Hobbs and Shaw most of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, you know, some, some bullshit. Like com- comfort food. I don't need yeah. to watch a three-hour Japanese movie every day. Right. You know, so. Right. Yeah. I still haven't seen Cats, so that's on my, my backlog. I'm really excited to finally watch Cats. Um, I watched Onward, which was pretty good, but uh, as for, like, TV shows, I'm just going back into the old Toonami-era anime stuff and re-watching all those things, Trigon, Outlaw Star, Cowboy Bebop, but I'm also watching uh, Beastars and uh, the new series that came out, uh, Brand New Animal, that just came out. So I'm on an anime binge, which is no different than any normal day for me. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. seems pretty par for the course. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I missed, uh, I haven't, I've probably missed a lot of movies from the last year, but mostly I want to go back and see Parasite. I haven't watched that yet. Um, and then I'll probably go back through and watch The Witcher again because it was kind of fun and I don't know. Uh, but I've been watching anime also. I've been watching Iron-Blooded Orphans, which is on Netflix, and it's like a interesting take on... on That's like, a Gundam one, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. a Gundam one about like, basically it's just about like kids overthrowing adults is like the main theme of it just like all these adults yeah. are messing up the world so let's go and <laughs> fuck them up you know uh, appropriate yeah so I, I think there's a lot of bad anime tropes in there there's harem tropes and like other kinds of things that aren't aren't particularly great but it's an interesting show for sure um but yeah that's that's it for me um, let's see. Okay, moving on. Chip Cooper, what's an underrated game slash series you wish more people knew about? Hmm. I'm going to beat the Good. dead horse for the thousandth time. Golden Sun. Golden yep. Sun. Yep. Golden Sun. Give me my fourth game, Nintendo. Come on. I've been waiting like 10 years. I'm dying here. That's one vote for Golden Sun. Do I have another one? <laughs> I think Hearing none. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Golden Sun. I'm trying to think. I don't even know what. Mine, I'm, 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 I, okay, I have one. I, uh, this is also in the JRPG mode. Uh, Trails in the Sky slash Trails of Cold Steel. Hell I think yeah. uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3 has come out. I, I've only played the Trails in the Sky games, but... Those are such good JRPGs that that have gotten overshadowed by a, a lot more of the big name games. But um, 
if if you're into JRPG, it, it, it's prefaced by Legend of Heroes, so it's always like Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky or Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel. But uh, you can you can check out either one of those. Trails in the Sky came first, and then Trails of Cold Steel is after. But uh, you can't go wrong. Just really great world building. The dialogue there's such extensive dialogue. Like it feels like every NPC has their own unique story. So it takes really long to translate them to the West. So it always takes like years and years and years and years. But it, it's one of those where I. I wish more and more people would, would play them so they would bring more of them over. I think I think it's slowly starting to change, but yeah, that's a real good uh, kind of uh, hidden gem. Oh, I've got one, actually. I think I've talked about them on the podcast before, but there's this studio called Amanita Games that does uh, point-and-click games. The first, okay. one I, the first one I played was Machinarium. Um, they're all, like, super cheap. The art style is really, really cool. If you like those kind of like classic adventure games, the point and clicks like LucasArts used to make. And I mean, it was, there was a God knows how many of them in the nineties. That was like a huge industry it was just point and click games, but uh, they're really, really cool and really good art, uh, fun yeah, stories. Chuchel was another one of them. So Chuchel. Yep. Mach- that's one. Yeah. And then machinarium yeah. was so good. It yep. was so good. Yep. So definitely like anything about that studio. Yeah, another one of those adventure games is Wajidai. I don't know if you've seen those. It's more consistent in art style, but they have, like, really long... There, there's ones that look like, you know, um, not cyberpunk, but look like Blade Runner and stuff, mm-hmm. or, like, weird cyberpunk-type stuff, and, and they usually do a pretty good job, too. That's a good that's that's a good pick, though. Uh, for me, I think I would say... There's two. I, I find myself thinking about, like, 360-era games for some reason lately, and I really liked uh, Iron Brigade, which was also known as Trenched, was this Brad Muir joint... Uh, where it was a tower defense game, but based around uh, mechs, which you could like tra- change their arms uh, to be different weapons that map to R and L and uh, left bumper and right bumper and stuff. So you could get like a chain gun on one side and a laser gun on the other, and then it maps your controller in that way, which I just thought was really really cool. Uh, that game is cool. And then I think another game I think about a lot is Azura's Wrath, which isn't like a great game, but it's just like some super wild anime bullshit where like somebody at one point stabs a sword through the earth and it's awesome i was literally thinking about azura's wrath earlier today that game is so wild uh it's it's ridiculous and there was dlc where you fight akuma and ryu and it's so cool and over the top it's such an amazing game yeah it's 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 cool those are my two off the top of my head i guess um okay let's um i think we're coming up on an hour we're pretty close let's do one more Mm -hmm. from alex the ramirez i just found this on twitter has animal crossing consumed your entire life yet let's go around the table (laughs) <laughs> not, not at all. The best way to win that game is to never play it. Exactly. Yeah. You don't I've need been, you don't need to play it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to be better about it because the first couple days I played so heavily, I got really far uh further than I should have been able to. And now I basically give myself about an hour to an hour and a half to play Animal Crossing, do my dailies, do the interactions. And kind of like implement it into my my daily schedule, so I'm not putting you know ten hours into Animal Crossing and losing an entire day. But yeah, I'm trying to make sure it doesn't take over my entire life. 
Yeah, yeah it is. It, it is a game where I, I think it's easy to kind of sneakily lose a couple hours on because I'll, I'll do the same thing. I'll log in and it's like, OK, I'm just going to hit my rocks, dig up my fossils for the day, you know, just kind of do do the daily grind and then all of a sudden i go off chasing bugs or then i'll get into fishing and and then there's like a new you know i'm at the point where i can build infrastructure projects and bridges and all that and you you can get sneakily sucked in because there's never anything there's there's obviously not an overarching quest like you need to do this this and this but that's that's kind of how they get you yeah i i do agree with that i mean i haven't I, i play maybe like an hour a day like you know, just to do like everyone said, but there are times where it's like, I just keep going to islands and I'm strip mining every <laughs> island I go to. Yeah. And pretty soon it's like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? Wood Baron. Good Patrick Lord. All, all you need I just is spent so much time. one new fish or one new bug. And then you're just like, well, I caught one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should just keep going a little bit longer and I'll see what else I can catch. And then by that point, four or five hours have gone by. So yep. Well, I've already wasted four or five hours. I might as well just play the entire day and forget everything else. I ran that's into the, a ghost that's the last sunk night. cost fa- fallacy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, don't don't get me wrong. I'm definitely susceptible to all of this. It's just why I try to like really keep my distance on Animal Crossing because I know I'm just gonna get I'll get sucked in so hard. It, I mean, yeah, this happens to me in other games. I just I haven't had it as much in Animal Crossing just because of I think probably the fact that like having more stuff in that game, like doing the goals, it doesn't lead anywhere which i know is the right. appeal of the game anyway and like i am enjoying but it's also it. the weakness too exactly. <laughs> exactly so it's like i'm not like constantly thinking about it you know i don't i don't go to work well go to my desk at home to work and i'm thinking about animal crossing all day the way that i was with like you know when i first played dark souls or skyrim or like a lot, any RPG really, I guess that you get like really sucked into where, you know, you're like, you're like thinking about your build all day. You're thinking about like how you can optimize for a weapon or like whatever. I, I you can't do that with animal crossing, obviously it doesn't. But. Yeah. It doesn't have that same flow of a regular game where you, you kind of have to uh, play it, play it. Then you hit that tipping point where you get badass right. and that's then that's all you want to do is play it yeah mm-hmm. animal crossing is more like just a slow morphine drip of of content <laughs> totally totally <laughs> and it's really good at that it's yeah, so good but, at it yeah it, it, it's one of those you know it's it's kind of along the la- same lines as stardew or a lot of these farming simulators or you know just those those kind of even minecraft just that kind yeah. of you know live in your own world build it the way you want to although i think animal crossing is more about your your relationships in the game and kind of customizing your own place and getting it to you know, look the way you want to. Although the Nook Miles, I think, has been a good addition to giving you just sort of these, these, these little regular markers to achieve. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. I'm glad it's here, especially at this time when we could all use a time waster. And uh, I think that's it for us. Let's uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, if you're listening, I hope you're doing well. You're safe. Uh, we're hanging in there too. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, be sure to, if you're listening to this, rate it, give us a nice review. It helps us out. Tell a friend and we'll see you next week. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Wash your hands. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>